Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Marketing Live for Friday, June 23rd, 2017. I'm Rob Zinkin. I serve as Associate Vice President for Marketing at Indiana University. This afternoon, we will go behind the curtain of a university rebrand. Brand. It is the ultimate rebrand, and we'll find out why here in just a few minutes. But first, Marketing Live is part of the Higher Ed Live Network. Our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education and beyond. We invite you to be a part of our broadcast by sharing your knowledge. Participate in today's discussion by using the higher hashtag on Twitter. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at higheredlive.com or take Higher Ed Live on the go with you by subscribing to the podcast. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a digital-first agency committed to tailored solutions that drive real results. Trusted by thousands of higher ed professionals, M. Stoner webinar and actionable knowledge. Check out their library of on-demand content. You can find everything from digital storytelling to myth-busting websites. And we're tweeting out a link right now. Well, welcome to today's guest, Aubrey Hinkson. Aubrey is Vice President, Associate Vice President for Marketing at Augusta University. Aubrey leads a marketing team there that uh, leads the planning, the managing, executing, and measuring marketing initiatives across the university, including the health system and affiliated entities. She is new to her post, having been appointed earlier in 2017, but not new to the university, as she has served on the healthcare side of the institution as both analyst. Aubrey, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited. Yes. Well, I'd first like to dig a little bit deeper beyond that initial bio info and learn a little bit more about your career. So I'll ask if you could share something that has had a lasting impact as you reflect on your professional journey or, or anything along those lines. Yeah. I mean, for me, I have been one of those weird people that even in undergrad and grad, I knew I wanted to be involved in marketing and doing something that was making a difference. Um, and the fact that I get to do that now by marketing to patients and families about healthcare and students about life-changing education, it's kind of a perfect combination for me um, because I've, I feel like marketing is all about people and I love people. And the fact that I get to learn about them and talk to them every day, it's, it's really a dream come true. And the fact that I've been at Augusta University for about six years, um, you know, my, my personal professional mantra is I never want to be somewhere where I'm not helping make something better or fix a process or, you know, come to some sort of better state. And luckily, Augusta has continued to deliver on those opportunities for me, um, you know, through our various changes. I'm constantly challenged and constantly able to help with process improvement. So I feel like as long as I'm making it a better place, I'll stick around a little bit longer. Excellent. Well, in the beginning, we've been calling this episode the ultimate rebrand. So I think we need the, the breakdown and the, the context for your situation and uh, all of the, the context for the unique situation that you have and the rebrand. So if you could take us uh, on a stroll down a memory lane and perhaps give us some of this history. Absolutely. The university is so unique. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll take it back to 2010. Um, and this is right before I joined the organization. Um, our Medical College of Georgia 
um, was obviously our medical school, but it was also the brand name for our health system, our dental college, our nursing college. Um, all of the health sciences colleges were branded uh, Medical College of Georgia or MCG. And so at the time, the university and the health system functioned separately. And so around the 2011 timeframe, um, those entities were brought together. And with that came the first name change, which was the Medical College of Georgia to Georgia Health Sciences University. Um, so that was the first around 2011. And then flash forward to 2013, um, amongst a lot of the consolidations that were happening in the system of Georgia, um, University System of Georgia, we consolidated Augusta State University with Georgia Health Sciences University, and that result was Georgia Regents University. So that was around 2013. And, um, you know, you can look in the archives of the newspaper. That name was not something that the community endorsed, was proud of, was excited about. And so after that, you saw a campaign, literally it was called Save the A by community leaders. They wanted to bring the A or Augusta back into the name. And ultimately, they exceeded in their endeavors. And so in 2015, um, it was renamed from Georgia Regents University to who we are now, which is Augusta University. And so our health system and, and clinics thus accepted and took on that brand name as well. And so that's how we ended up here today in 2017. <laughs> well, I feel like you needed to go to the whiteboard or <laughs> no. some way to, to keep track. Yeah, of it. and so if anybody is interested, we do have it kind of documented in a visual way. So I'm happy to send that along and share that, um, you know, if, if folks are interested in that. And I know you've been in different roles there. So you saw a lot of this unfold while you were in a different seat. So tell us and what you saw from your role uh, as some of these changes unfolded. And uh, you talked a little bit about the reactions. What did what did you think and what did you see as the opportunities as you, you saw this play out? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with both the first two changes, I was in a marketing analyst role. And I think that that foundation really helped me um, in where I am today and continuing to implement smart marketing tactics, making sure that, you know, everything is based in data and what we're doing. And so as the analyst, one of the first things I did was do a consumer survey of how people were viewing us and what they recognized um, as Georgia Regents University at the time, Georgia Health Sciences at the time. And then the challenge rebrand after rebrand was taking those positive brand attributes and taking those along with us but also trying to get rid of some of those um, legacy issues like, um, you know, what Augusta University now is one of the four research universities in the state of Georgia, whereas Augusta State University, which is a part of who we are now, um, they were one of the lowest graduation rates in the state, um, were seen as a community um, kind of commuter school if you will. And so making that change and transition and continuing to stay abreast of how people locally and within the state were thinking about us, um, you know, that I think that really helped inform us where we are today. Well, I think that's a great point because if there are two things that we could all agree on when it comes to effective brand strategy, it would be having a research informed process and having an inclusive 
So I'm interested in hearing more about both of those elements, specifically for the most recent rebrand uh, with Augusta University. So could you talk more about the role of market research in the, the, the current grant strategy, as well as the role of all of the stakeholders and where and how do they fit into the process? Absolutely. So just to kind of set this up from a, a timing perspective, we got word um, from the Board of Regents that the name would be changing from Georgia Regents to Augusta University in September of 2015. Um, and then because of the spring semester and things of that nature, we had until January of 2016 to roll, be ready to roll out a new brand. Um, so, I mean, that's a relatively aggressive timeline when you think about the holiday season falling right in between September and January. So we had to be very, very intentional about who our partners were going to be, who our key decision makers were going to be, um, and who those folks, at what point would we hit them, and who were those stakeholders that we had to have input from before we could even get started on the creative process. And so what we did in the first month was conduct a stakeholder survey where we asked really abstract questions about, you know, feelings about Augusta University and, and how should it look and how should it feel, but, you know, really abstract questions to get to the root of what people thought of Augusta University and how it should be portrayed. Um, and we had about 3,000 respondents in a week, um, which we were really happy with because that included um, our staff, our faculty, our students, our alumni. Um, and so we really got some excitement in that engagement. And then everything that came out of that survey was really foundational to our creative strategy for the new brand. Um, and the theme that really came out of it was that although you have all these different pieces and all these different groups who kind of think of themselves maybe as their own tribe, um, the way that they felt about the university was very similar. Um, they felt like it was of great value, um, that our faculty, you know, was second to none, um, that our diversity of backgrounds, of our students, of their experiences were also unique, and that came from every single stakeholder group. And so the idea that we're more alike than we think and we're stronger together, we executed a monolithic brand strategy. Or now you'll see the shield, um, which is our Augusta University mark that's with all of our logos. You'll see that um, implemented across the board. And so that's kind of how our creative strategy came out of that stakeholder research. Great. And could you talk about what some of the other key milestones take? What did the overall timeline look like for you? Yeah. So um, we broke it out into four phases um, over from September 2015 to May 2016. We implemented four phases across that time. We spent about a month on that scope and assessing phase. Um, and that's when we conducted the survey. Um, and then the next fan phase was about two months, which is planning and preparing. And that's where, you know, the heavy work of identifying your key stakeholders. Um, we had partners in shared governance. We all know in, in higher education how critical that is. And our decision makers, which was our president and executive cabinet, and kind of identifying those folks up front, knowing these are the people that we're going to have involved and getting everyone's understanding of this is how it's going to go. And then also using some of our other cross-functional and shared services within the institution, like facilities, um, like badging, 
um, all of these different areas, fleet with vehicles for environmental services and um, police force, getting all these groups listing out their assets that would need to be rebranded and then coming about that in a very systematic way of, yes, it'd be great if we could change the signage overnight, but that's not going to happen from a cost standpoint. Um, so, you know, ranking in order, these are the things we're going to tackle and how we're going to get it done. So that way we're setting expectations and also kind of sharing that, um, that brunt of the rebrand. It's not just marketing, you know, I'm not going to be up on the building taking down the sign myself. You know, this is something that's a, a shared institution wide project. Um, and so that was in the planning and preparing phase. Um, and then we rolled out in January. Um, and this was probably my, obviously that's when you see all the work come, come to life. And so it's a lot of fun. Um, but we did something kind of unique. We did swag stops. And so it was an option for us to kind of poke fun at ourselves. We allowed staff, students, anybody to come and bring outdated or old branded items in exchange for a new Augusta University item. So we had Augusta State, Augusta College, Georgia Health Sciences, MCG. I mean, we had all sorts of stuff, and we ended up donating it to our study abroad program who took it with them overseas. So we got it out of the country. <laughs> um, and so that, that was a unique and, and fun thing we did during the rollout and manage. Um, and then, you know, again, all those other partners going through the asset list, getting things updated. Um, on launch day, we tried to have as many tools available as possible. Um, and that includes having the business cards ready to go at the copy center for new orders, um, instructions on how people should do that. You wouldn't believe in 2017 how much people love business cards. Um, but I knew that was going to be a a hot point for us, so making sure that was addressed. Um, and then after everything rolled out, we rolled out our new ad campaign with the new brand integrated. Then we looked at the end towards May to kind of measure where we are. Um, we asked some personalized questions of two potential students and current students. Are you aware of the name change? Um, you know, are you aware of our differentiating factors being associated with Augusta University? And we continue to monitor those questions today. Um, with all the partners that you have, <coughs> excuse me, talked about, how did athletics fit into this? Because obviously, huge visibility when it comes to athletics and seeing your work. Athletics is a, a key part of the brand and the brand role. What was the partnership there, and how did that working relationship play out? Absolutely. So, when you think about you know behind the Save the A campaign. A lot of those community members were athletic supporters, you know, and it was really important for them to have that A be representative in our athletic brand. Um, and so when we were going through the strategy, um, athletics has its own mark. It has what we call the victory A um, because it was really responsive to the community of bringing the A, bringing the A back, um, but also making it within Augusta University. So it's in our colors. Um, we didn't change the mascot drastically. We are the Jaguars. So if you see like the Georgia Regents Jaguar versus the Augusta University Jaguar, it's really similar. It's just a little bit more fierce. Um, and so we made small tweaks there, but introducing that A um, and with, you know, Coach Bryant, who's our athletic director, really being the champion of that and representative of the community, um, that, that really went over really well. 
Just a reminder, if you have property, feel free to join our discussion. Use the hybrid live hashtag on Twitter. So I'm sure this wasn't as uh, easy as you make it sound. A uh, ton of work that goes into something like this and a very strategic and thoughtful process, but I'm sure there were obstacles and challenges along the way. Specifically, I'm, I'm interested in would have the flexibility to work across the enterprise, but at the same time still be focused enough that it would stand for something. So whether it's that or other challenges that you faced during the process? Yeah, I think the main thing um, as far as a challenge for us was change fatigue. Um, and I think that to some degree that exists anywhere just in, in our current environment and in, in the world. Um, I think, you know, change is something that people can get excited about, but you have to frame it in the right way. And for us, that was a huge challenge because when you consider all of the change that had happened um, and the fact that Augusta University is, you know, one of the top employers in the area, um, you know, there was a lot of hurdles to overcome when you think about um, change management and internal marketing. This is also something that was important to us was addressing our internal community whether it was providing them those tools and assets on day one so it made adoption easier, or if it was making them feel like they were a part of what was being created. And I think the stakeholder survey really helped us do that. Um, and then lastly, hosting those internal focused events um, with the Swag Stop. We also delivered um, a thousand brand boxes. They look like little pizza boxes. Um, and we delivered a thousand of those across all of our campuses. We sent them to our satellite campuses in Savannah, um, Brunswick. And, you know, I think giving that accessibility on day one helped people feel like, okay, this, this change is going to be different. Um, this time I'm involved in it and I can be a part of it. And so I think that was the biggest challenge, but I think we addressed it um, in, a, in a good way. And in addition to all the, the partners and colleagues and uh, campus and schools units that you included and engaged throughout this process, could you share how leadership, specifically institutional leadership, played a role in helping to champion the new brand and the overall strategic process? Absolutely. So they were, they were critical. Um, they were deemed our executive leaders on the official institutional project and we had an official institutional project charter um, and you know our president and executive cabinet were at the top of that project um, organization chart and that means that you know decisions were coming from them um, and they were also shepherding the project from the standpoint of excitement and getting getting ready for this new brand and also being a part of transparency which our team also felt like was really important you know let's let's have an FAQ site from September to January before we launch talking about where we are um, what to do in the meantime how is this gonna work um, and I think that that was something I was so thankful for our leadership for is that they were willing to have that transparency um, and openness which I think made all the difference in the world. Um, and also, you know, the fact that they were making some of those tough decisions, you know, making, you know, based on our recommendations of, yes, signage is gonna have a huge impact, but it's gonna cost a lot of money, then being able to say, we totally understand that, you know, let's wait until 
that's something that we can do and not rush it, not overspend. Um, so, you know, them making those tough decisions was really important. We have a great question via Twitter for you, Aubrey, about whether academics wanted to use the Jaguar in any form and in spirit-related events such as orientation, and if so, how did you manage that? Yes, that's a great question. Um, so we actually did open that door um, for our auxiliary services and for our um, student-focused services. So you talk about campus recreation, um, even our even our parking folks. We did open it up so that they were able to use that more spirit mark because um, we do feel like it's student-friendly. Um, it's the idea of we want when they're experiencing those sort of things, those student life enhancements, we want them to translate that to school spirit. Um, and so funny that you mentioned orientation. On our orientation packets, you know, one's going on right now, we have welcome, we have welcome to Jaguar Nation and we have um, the mascot icon featured in the center of their materials. So um, it's not really one versus the other. We're trying to have a an opportunity for students to experience both and tie them together. Great to see Ken from RIT on the uh, back channel. So thanks for the great question. And I, I love the the swag stops for uh, for internal audiences. And I think one of the the things that we all face is serving so many different stakeholder groups, and particularly in your situation with the health system. So as you went through this brain strategy process, preparing for the rollout, but, but for everything, how did you go about prioritizing your, your key audiences? It was not, it was not easy, um, but the way that our, our shop is set up um, is we have different folks who specialize and work with different units. Um, so on my team, love my team, they're amazing. We have a group that works specifically with clinical, we have groups that work specifically with the colleges, and we have even have a group that works um, specifically with our advancement alumni giving audience. So having kind of that connection, um, I think, helped us be able to identify the targets that we needed to be aware of and also identify those issues that we need to be prepared for. Um, and also that just comes from experience within the institution of knowing, yes, you know, some of our research faculty, they're gonna to wanna to have their business cards ready on day one and that's gonna be their first question. Or um, if we tell the nurses that we're gonna have free t-shirts, we better be ready for it to feel like a Led Zeppelin concert because that's what it's gonna feel like. So we knew all of that from experience and from them being engaged at the intimate level with them that we could kind of plan and prepare for that. And as you prepared for the launch rollout, I think one of the challenges, especially with a, with a big unveiling and in the era of social media, is that you do open yourself up for criticism. Um, and the, the lift the curtain approach in some instances begs a binary response almost. So how did you manage the expectation of knowing anything you do like this will, will have some degree of criticism? And how did you go about thinking through that and preparing for that? That's a great question. So our communication team, amazing. They collaborated really well with our team on social media. And we had, you know, planned boosts throughout that first day, kind of showcasing the brand. We started off with a letter from the president and, a, you know, kind of a little mini video from him about what 
what's about to happen today, and then had media events that we hosted on campus throughout that first day. So invited them to the swag stops, um, you know, allowed our senior leadership to be interviewed um, and asked questions about, you know, how this transition happened and, and what does this mean now. Um, and I think that, you know, we obviously can't take credit for all of the positivity that resulted because, again, there was such duress with the former name that the new name, you know, was something that people were easily excited about because they hated the former so much. Um, but we were also able to capitalize on that um, and sending some of our brand identity in-depth video and B-roll, sending that to the media outlets and allowing that to be B-roll they could use on the stories um, that ran that night. So we made all of our assets very accessible and we were very intentional, intentional about what was pushed out on social media on that specific day. Um, so I think that was really a smart move of the team. So now what, Aubrey? How do you keep all this great momentum going forward? What are your plans now that you're in post-launch phase or what are the, the next phases of brand development at Augusta University? Yes, well, more change has hit us this week. Um, so we are starting a new school for computer sciences and cyber. Um, we have development on our Riverfront campus that's going to house that college um, slash school, rather. And so now it's thinking about how do we continue to grow the brand um, to be able to handle this kind of change. Um, but it's also being aware of some of the potential issues. So, you know, being completely transparent, we've heard um, from our recruiters that in this admission cycle that everything we were putting out there was very blue. <laughs> and so it was almost too much blue. You know, we were very focused on the monolithic brand strategy and getting that put into everything that we do. Um, but to the question earlier about how do you how do you have a mix of spirit and a mix of institutional mark that can translate to students and doesn't look bland? Um, so you know, we're working through things like that for our student forward facing, um, and then we're also looking at how our growth that has occurred in the past five years has created a lot of confusion. Um, so a lot of people don't know that the Medical College of Georgia is still in existence. Um, it's still our school of medicine. So right now we're struggling with and identifying how our strategy can move in a way that pays homage to that history, um, still elevates the Medical College of Georgia where it needs to be in the nation, while still supporting Augusta University as a, as a new and exciting brand. So, you know, we don't have it all figured out um, by any means, but we're working through those challenges in this next year. Well, you've given kudos to your team, and it's clear that to pull all of this off, you uh, had to have had a great, great team uh, in place. And I'm interested with all the change, with the growth that you're experiencing, what have the implications been in terms of your own work structure? And, how has that changed or needed to change to uh, develop and implement and champion an effective brand strategy? And has that had any effect on what your team has looked like in terms of the positions needed or, or how has your org structure evolved? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And it's, um, you know, obviously the brand change has had a lot to do with it and our focus on brand has had a lot to do with the changes that need to occur, but also just marketing in general. You know, we want to be, nurturing teams that can specialize, that can come out of their experience here, you know, better prepared to move into another industry or agency or, or whatever that might look like. And so changes that we're making now is allowing that specialization 
Um, so looking forward to maybe we don't have folks just focused on units, but we have folks who can focus on, you know, overall campaign management or digital marketing or content marketing. Um, and so that's, that's where we're headed. We're not there yet, um, but that's where we're working towards because, like you said, all of the changes and changes in focus, um, our org stru structure has to follow suit. So um, I've said it before. Like you said, I, I do love my team, and I don't think we could have done what we've done with any other group of people. So I think they're amazing. But, you know, we're, we're growing and changing um, as marketing has to do. As you took us through the phases and timetable and, and key uh, uh, key milestones of your brand strategy process, you reference the um, measurement, and I'm interested going forward how you plan to measure, monitor, and what other tools you might be utilizing or, or key metrics as you talk about effectiveness, outcomes, and relates to the Augusta University brand. Absolutely. So majority of our focus, I mean, we obviously care about our current students for retention. Um, we want to know what they think and they feel and and we do try and engage with them. So we're working on our new messaging. And so we went and, and presented and had a discussion with Student Government Association. So we want to engage with with them on that level. Um, but thinking about looking at our prospective students, that's really where we want to get the information. Um, and so we're conducting quarterly surveys to that group. We recruit that through digital advertising um, just to get feedback from them on how they see Augusta University, is, is the messaging resonating with them, how they prefer to receive information from us. Um, you know, we're seeing a shift with Generation Z really liking to receive mail. You know, it makes them feel special to receive a self-mailer with their name on it um, because they're so used to getting that information through email, email and text message. So. You know, we're, we're constantly measuring that and, and making sure that how we're doing our work and the message that we're sending is resonating with them. Well, I'm sure going through a full rebrand that includes a name change like this is a unique opportunity in one's career. So what did you take away personally from the experience? Or, or is there something that will, you think will stick with you throughout your career that will benefit you over the course of that career and in the long run? Yes, absolutely. And I think about that all the time, like uh, what a gift that it has been to experience all of this in such a short period of time. Um, it's allowed me to grow as an individual and as a leader. The best um, thing I'm, I take away every day and, and the best advice I think I could give um, to others is if a change like this occurs under your leadership or even if you're not in a leadership role, don't play victim. Take it as an opportunity to step up to the plate and lead. Um, because we easily, I think that if we had said, oh my gosh, we have to do this again, everybody in our organization would have been like, it'll be okay, and patted us on the back and, you know, commiserated with us, but we didn't, we couldn't afford to have that attitude. We had to take the opportunity, step up to the plate, take the leadership role, um, get engaged at the executive cabinet later to say, level to say, we as marketing want to lead this. Um, that was huge for our division. And I, and you don't get opportunities like that very often in marketing or communications. So that would be my advice is don't be victim and, and get involved and get up to the leadership level. 
Terrific. Well, if listeners are interested in learning more about the Augusta University brand or the work that you and your team have done, where should they where should they go to, to check that out? Absolutely. So you can um, check out everything is at augusta.edu backslash brand. Um, so that has a lot of our launch statistics, um, videos explaining our new identity structure and monolithic brand strategy. And also you can see the tools and assets that we have there to make adoption easy. Um, and, you know, again, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like any more details or information on the timeline. Um, my email is ahinkson at augusta.edu. Awesome. Well, Aubrey, thanks so much for the great discussion. You packed a ton of great insights into uh, our half hour plus. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been fun. And congrats on the great work that you and, and your colleagues have done there. Best wishes for continued success. And as always on today's episode, we thank M. Stoner for making Marketing Live possible each and every month. Be sure to get reminders about this and other episodes by subscribing to the Higher Ed Live newsletter or subscribe to the podcast. I'm Rob Zinkin. Thanks again for tuning in to Marketing Live on the Higher Ed Live Network.